1 Timothy chapter 5, verses 1 and 2. Do not rebuke an older man harshly, but exhort him as if he were your father. Treat younger men as brothers, older women as mothers, and younger women as sisters with absolute purity. Abundant life, Christ left the light, the light of heaven, so darkness could be forgiven. Servant to be, himself did he, Grants to us, to us, past measure to his incorruptible treasure, grace to set free, bequeathing me his purity, so that I might live abundantly. Abundant life, Christ pleads for us in dark temptations saves us from condemnation, rescued at sea, hope in that story, saved so that I might live eternally. If you were to look at a calendar for today, you'd probably find out that today is Mother's Day. Well, I want us to take a look at, at an example of a person from Acts chapter 19 who I believe would have been a great mother. Now, in this passage, though, I will tell you before we, before we take a look at her that the person that we are looking at here uh, did not necessarily have any children. Uh, we just don't really know. I mean, maybe she did, maybe she didn't. We're just not actually told about that. However, I want us to focus on being a great mother and what that looks like about having a great mother because being a great mother has very little to do with you know physically being able to have children of your own and to be able to take care of them it has much more to do with personal character so this person whether or not she was a mother she could have been a great mother and she would have been and i believe she was a great motherly figure for people around her she most certainly would have been teaching uh, people how to, to be a mother, how to be a, a woman of noble character. And this person that we're looking at is probably not one that you would have thought of at first. Her name is Tabitha. Now, you might also know her by another name that's given in this text, which is Dorcas. One of those two might mean something to you. Personally, I kind of like Tabitha myself, but they both mean uh, the same thing, and they both... Uh, have something to do with uh, with who this person is and the wonderful character uh, that she had. In Acts chapter 9, I'm going to first start off by just reading this whole thing uh, together. So we're going to be looking at Acts chapter 9 verses 36 through 43, and then we're going to take a look at some of the, the specific individual things within uh, this passage here. So Acts chapter 9 beginning in verse 36. In Joppa, there was a disciple named Tabitha. In Greek, her name is Dorcas. She was always doing good and helping the poor. About that time, she became sick and died, and her body was washed and placed in an upstairs room. Lydda was near Joppa, so when the disciples heard that Peter was in Lydda, they sent two men to him and urged him, Please come at once. Peter went with them, and when he arrived, he was taken upstairs to the room. 
All the widows stood around him, crying and showing him the robes and other clothing that Dorcas had made while she was still with them. Peter sent them all out of the room. Then he got down on his knees and prayed. Turning toward the dead woman, he said, Tabitha, get up. She opened her eyes and seeing Peter, she sat up. He took her by the hand and helped her to her feet. Then he called for the believers, especially the widows, and presented her to them alive. This became known all over Joppa, and many people believed in the Lord. Peter stayed in Joppa for some time with a tanner named Simon. Well, so here, this person that we read about, she was raised up from the dead. Now, I want you to just stop and think about this. There's really only a handful of people, if you take even the New Testament and the Old Testament together, there's really only a handful of, of people who have actually been raised up from the dead. And she was one of it. And so I want you to think, what type of a person do you have to be to experience being raised from death? Well, that's this example of this person here that we have. Um, and what we find out from her is so much about her character. And I want us to kind of take a look at this, uh, look at her character and the type of person uh, that she was. For starters, I want us to kind of just answer some of these, these questions about her. The first one is how. And what I mean by this is how was she set apart from others through her ministry? Like, how do we see that that sets her apart? Well, let's take a look at the, the passage again. When you look at verses 36 through 38, we notice a few things that's mentioned right here. For starters, in verse 36, she's called a disciple. Uh, now, that's kind of a little um, uncommon, especially connected with, uh, with women. You know, it's, it's uh, oftentimes connected with men, and that's what you see. And you see that women are maybe uh, grouped together in groups uh, and being called a disciple. But this woman, this, this wonderful woman, who is a disciple, a follower of Jesus, was most certainly living this out. She was becoming uh, more and more like Jesus, and that's what a disciple is supposed to be. A disciple is supposed to learn from their teacher and become more and more uh, like their teacher. And she most certainly was like that. And one of the things that we see about her, which is very interesting, she's given two different names, Tabitha and Dorcas, which, by the way, uh, they both um, have to do with uh, gazelle is what it is. So, you know, you think about Dorcas and I don't know, that doesn't sound like a very pretty name to me, but whenever you realize that what this name means is it means gazelle, then you can start to see, okay, I, I kind of get that a little bit more. And that is kind of a, a prettier type uh, name that you have connected with her. But it's very important that we see that she's given two different names here. Now, many times disciples come and go within these stories that we read about, and we oftentimes aren't even given one name for them. It is very rare that we are given more than one name, and I don't know if it happens with any other woman in the Bible, except this woman. She's given two names. Now, because she has a Greek and also a Hebrew or Aramaic uh, name, I believe this tells us something about her influence and her ministry, that it was crossing borders. This is how she can be set apart. She is, this, the, she is this disciple of Jesus, so she's trying to become more and more like Jesus. She's also expanding in her ministry, not just about one group of people, but she's expanding that to all people with having those uh, two different names that we see there. So these are some of the ways that we see how she has been set apart through her ministry. We also notice in verse 36 right here, that what's connected with her is that she was always doing good and she was helping the poor. This is what she's doing. She is setting herself apart 
by learning from Jesus how to behave. She's also um, setting herself apart. Uh, we see that in the name of, of her, um, in her own name, and how we see the expanding ministry. And we see that she's always doing good. She's helping the poor. This is how she has been set apart. This is the type of character that this woman had. Now, the next question that we're going to look at is who? Who, was, who benefited from her love and her kindness? Well, we've kind of already looked at some of these things, but I want to just kind of remind you of them a little bit and make sure that we notice this part about them. See, when you look at verse 36, I know this is the same, same slide, same verses that we just looked at, verses 36 through 38, but we see right here in verse 36, um, I'm sorry, before, yes, still verse 36. Sorry, I almost got lost a little bit there. Um, we see that she is called by two different names. Because she's got the Hebrew and the Greek, we see that who is benefiting from it? it yes, it, it's Israelites, but it's also the Greeks. It's also everybody around. That's why she's given uh, those two different names, which we've kind of looked at that already. But I want to go ahead and point that out and let us, to, let us recognize the significance of it. We also see in verse 36 that she is helping the poor. Now, that's a pretty big uh, group of people, of course, that that would include, but helping the poor was, was so in, in important and such a wonderful thing to do. The poor are the ones who are being benefited uh, from her ministry and, and what she was doing. She is benefiting people so much that whenever she dies, people send some, uh, some of the disciples uh, to Peter and they say, please come at once. See, that tells us another uh, group of people that are being benefited. The disciples are being benefited um, by, uh, by this woman's uh, lifestyle and her character and her ministry. They, that's why they, they beg Peter, please come at once. And he does, of course. We've already looked at those things. And if we keep reading now, and if we keep looking at verses 39 through 41, in verse 39, we see another group of who was being benefited. Now, this group might actually be uh, kind of under the umbrella of those who are poor, and it would be all the widows. Now, I know speaking in our time, you know, in this day and age, to speak about a widow in connection with being poor, that might seem like, oh, I'm just kind of painting with a broad brush or just throwing them in there with that. But you have to understand, they did live in a very different time than us. They lived in a time whenever, if you were a woman and your husband passed away, there wasn't a whole lot of ways for you to be able to make money. So most of your widows would at least likely fall under the category of not having a lot of money and could be uh, among those who are poor. But here we definitely see the widows. That's a group of people who she um, has, has seen to, to target um, you know, herself and, and help out those people. She's making them, them uh, clothing while she was still uh, alive. You know, this is the type of ministry that she is. She's always doing good. She's always helping these people who are poor, the people who are in need. She's giving them clothing. And that's why they, they can't help but just kind of show Peter and, and let him in to this life of this woman who lived such a good life and had wonderful character. And we see that, that Peter, of course, is, um, he is, is touched by these things as well. And we see that whenever uh, she is raised up from the dead in verse 41, um, they call for the believers. Okay, that makes sense. That's still under the category of who is being benefited by this, uh, this woman's uh, ministry. But we see especially the widows are mentioned again. Now, widows uh, themselves, you know, one thing to, to understand about that, definitely it's a group of, of women who cared for her uh, deeply. Apparently she cared for them deeply and she helped them out. 
deeply. Perhaps she was one of them. You know, that is a possibility. The way that the widows are being mentioned, um, perhaps uh, she was a, an elderly woman herself and that she passed away um, and that she was in that group as well. Maybe that's why they were, they were close to her heart is because she might have been among them. But she definitely found ways to be able to help this group, regardless of whether or not she was. But we do see that, that these widows, uh, we do get some, some instructions uh, from taking care of those among the church. And I want us to turn and, and notice this group of people, the, this group that she is helping out here. Because in 1 Timothy chapter 5, we see that uh, Timothy is given some instruction from Paul. Now we're not talking about Peter any longer. We're talking about Paul, another one of the, uh, the uh, early church leaders. And Paul gave some instructions to Timothy about who should be put on this list and uh, being taken care of uh, among the widows who uh, needed to be taken care of. And these are the things that he says about this group, the type of character uh, that these widows should, um, should have already been demonstrating throughout their lives. In 1 Timothy 5, 9 and 10, we read, No widow may be put on the list of widows unless she is over 60, has been faithful to her husband, and is well known for her good deeds, such as bringing up children, showing hospitality, washing the feet of the Lord's people, helping those in trouble, and devoting herself to all kinds of good deeds. These are the types of things that were expected of widows during the day of, of Timothy, during the day of Paul, and during the day of Peter. These are the type of women that Dorcas, or her name is Tabitha, these are the type of women that she was helping out, the ones who have done these things faithfully uh, for many years in their life already. They've already proven themselves to be faithful in all these different ways. Those are the ones that she's helping. They have fallen under hard times because they don't have a husband anymore. Um, but yet, this woman has the type of character that, that she cares for them, and she's willing to help them, and she does. Now, the third and the final thing that I want us to look at is why. Why did she do this with her life? Well, it comes down to that she was motivated by the love of Christ. She was a disciple of Christ, so she was showing that same love that Christ had shown to her. She was showing that to other people around her. We also see specifically something mentioned in verse 42. In verse 42, um, whenever we see that she has been made alive in verse 41, verse 42 says, This became known all over Joppa, and many people believed in the Lord. That's what it really comes down to. It really comes down to the fact that many people believed um, in the Lord. That is a result of a life that is well lived. That is a result of God working in our midst. Now, that was a result of not only God working in the midst of this woman that we read about, Tabitha, Dorcas, uh, but then also we see that this is what happens, um, people believe, whenever God is doing things in our midst, like that he did this miracle in allowing her to have kind of new life and to be able to continue on in this life. See, we must be people who, like this woman here and like the type of character that she had, we must be people who point others to Christ through our words, through what we say. But we also must point to people, uh, point uh, to him, uh, point to Christ um, through our actions, not just the words that we speak, but also the actions, the example that we have, that we, that we live. Our life example needs to be one that will demonstrate that we are a follower of Christ and this is a wonderful way of life. 
You know, can we choose to learn from this woman, this woman's example of a life that has been lived well? She did it so well, I guess you could kind of say that she got to do it twice because after she was raised from the dead, she got to continue on in this life. And I know that's kind of not so much the point in it. And, and of course, there were other people who were faithful uh, during the same time who did not get raised from the dead. And, and I'm sure that you know people who have been faithful to the Lord who didn't get raised from the dead. So that, that's not just in and of itself the point. But it is interesting to note that she did get to do it twice. She got to continue on in the ministry that she was doing. She lived that type of life. She, she was uh, that type of woman who had that type of character. And she serves as a wonderful example. So today, once again, a reminder that it is Mother's Day. And it really needs to be all about the character of these great women that we call mother. That's what this day is to be about, is to be a, a great mother and what that looks like and what that means. This woman, whether or not she was a mother to her own physical children, she might not have even had them. She might have had some. But regardless of that, she was a wonderful motherly figure in the church, a wonderful example in the church that other people could learn from. She was clearly a believer in the Lord, and she was constantly pointing other people in the same way. She was always willing to help those people who are in need. Can we live this type of life with our own life? Can we have this type of character ourselves? Can we share this great life with other people so that many people will believe in the Lord? Make my feet.